So this podcast was a lot of fun. Um, we sat down with Larry. He owns Out of Time. It's a, a retro vintage toy store and arcade in downtown Upland. Um, we kind of stumbled across it. We were doing a photo shoot out there a few weeks ago and went to uh, check out downtown. And graphics has the Out of Time from Back to the Future. Um, he has a He-Man and Skeletor graphic in the window. So obviously that was right up our alley to we go check out. We love the 80s. So it was like a perfect fit for us, for sure. Yeah. So talked to him, got to know him a little bit, and um, had him on the podcast just to d- dive in and see hear, hear a story about how, as someone that grew up during that time frame and had toys as a kid, uh, kind of like me with my story, became an adult and a bunch of them went in a box or they got tossed or thrown out. And hear the process of him as an adult starting to collect toys again, um, things that were nostalgic from his childhood. And then basically outgrowing his office and the toys that he had, which I'm about to do, um, <laughs> and opening a store and opening a, just a really great store where he has stuff that's new, like new issued stuff from vintage 80s type stuff uh, to, to original stuff to an arcade um, with the vintage retro games in there from Miss Pac-Man and Galaga and Star Wars and all of those. So just really cool shop. It was really exciting to hear that he has nine-year-old kids, 13-year-old kids, boys and girls coming in playing the arcade, obsessing over the arcades because they saw Stranger Things um, and buying VHS tapes of Back to the Future and Ninja Turtles. So just really good guy. 10% of all their sales he actually gives back to um, helping kids in foster care, and they especially focus on those kids that are transitioning out of foster care that weren't permanently placed in a home. So amazing stuff that they do. They're actually going to have them back on the podcast and talk about what they do uh, for foster kids. Um, but this was just fantastic, talking about toys and all the things from my memory and from our memory, our childhood that, that we played with are, are uh, new and talking about what he's doing with them in the shop. So hope you enjoy the podcast. This is the Create Podcast. How long does it take you to get to your shop? Half hour. Half hour. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. And 10 miles is going through the, the mountain area. So it's kind of like yeah. a, a detox That's transition cool. back yeah. home, out of the city, out, out of the 80s and back into the yeah. mountain, back to... <laughs> Bears and camouflage and yeah. mountain life. So it's two different worlds you it, live it in. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. That's awesome. So when did you first open your shop? Uh, we opened the shop mid-November. Okay. So was it eight months? Eight months ago? Yeah. That's cool. And you were around the corner at first, right? From where you are now? Yeah, the original location eight months ago. We got the lease early October. Took us about five weeks to really clean the place up. Um it's an abandoned mini mall. Yeah. Uh, and it was the kitchen of a Mexican restaurant. So oh, how funny. They just gave us the keys and, you know, good luck <laughs> with the grease and the cockroaches. And so, <laughs> so we had to clean and clean and paint and build all those games uh, and order all of our toys. So it took a while. But, yeah, but then we got opened mid-November. And um, we were in business there a few months until the shutdown happened. Two days after our our roof just had a massive leak, so oh, wow. so because of the leak uh, that got us out of the lease and good timing with the shutdown, so we were able to move to the new shop. Oh, okay, I love your new location. Yeah, it's us great. too. I'm like almost out of stock. Uh, yeah, I have store. to say, oh. you have the best curated collection of eighty stuff I have ever seen. Like nice. as you can see, Mark is a little bit of a eighties. Yeah. I'm all over the place, yeah. 80s, Nerd. 90s, yeah. Um, so we've been in a lot of shops 
over the years, and you by far have the best. Oh, thanks. Curated collection. Well, <laughs> I love it. Even just like because we went, we had a photo shoot down there. We, right. We, we, st- we were like, let's go downtown Upland and check it out. I'd heard about that rad coffee place, so yeah, wanted yeah. to go check that out, and then drove like. We parked right in front of your store, so I drove by. I'm like, "What in the world is that?" Because <laughs> so you have the out of time and the, yeah, the graphics yeah. on the out outside window. Yeah. And well, just, I had seen yeah. it pop up online too, which means oh, really? you have good SEO. And that's happening. good because some people say we can't find you on Yelp or Google. On the business side of things, I have no idea how to get that stuff going, but. Uh, as an excuse, I'm, well, how'd you find an arcade in the '80s? You didn't, you didn't Google <laughs> yeah, it, man. Right. It's just word of mouth and hanging out downtown. You know where the arcade is. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just not trying to sign up for all that stuff. We're not big. We have our we have our Instagram to show you what's new in the store, but we're not big social media, you know, online people. So, um, well, but, you are showing up. I that's googled great. downtown Upland as we were kind of like rolling in. Mark was like, "Figure out what's cool in downtown Upland." Um, and you popped up. So. Oh, cool. And we're still working on that storefront, but the out-of-time sign is catching some eyeballs. Yeah. And it's an ex- it's just like your office here. It's an extension of my office at home. And just uh, growing up in the 80s, thinking of every movie, every cartoon, every band, every toy we could think of. And my office already has that. So we just had to get more of it for the shop. Yeah. But, yeah, just rack your brain. And, and we went down checklists to make sure we didn't miss anything top movies of 81 top movies of 82 and just mm. until we were done yeah and whatever we could find for a prop or a poster or a toy to sell yeah and luckily they're just making a lot of that stuff right now so we're able to order we uh, our next shipment has a, a mr miyagi chia pet so <laughs> i can still get brand new that's karate like kids a stuff. lot of stuff coming together yeah. chia pet and mr miyagi <laughs> uh, that's yeah. awesome so what did it for you for me like when i i'm I realize for me a lot of it has to do with nostalgia and sure. memories. I'm super nostalgic. Sure. So I love to collect stuff. Um, and when I look back, like, what were some of the things for me that kind of did it? I think Star Wars was the first thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I remember my friend got Return of the Jedi. So I was born in 75. The original one came out in 77. So I was a little too young for the first two. But I remember Return of the Jedi coming out. And then my friend got it, like, on VHS. And we, like, everyone in the neighborhood went to his house and watched it. And then... <laughs> And I, even back before I can remember, for whatever reason, my parents started buying me the action figures. Like some of those up there, the original ones I had from when I was yeah. four or yeah. five years old. Um, so I think that I can look back. That's where it started for me. It, and then movies and, and all that. So like for you to be at the point, like opening a shop sure. and, and obviously it's a huge part of your life. What, what were some of the things like when you were a kid that got it started for you? Yeah. What year were you born? 80. Okay. So I turned 40 uh, Tuesday. So, oh, happy yeah. birthday. Thanks. Happy birthday. Thanks. So, um, yeah. Um, the, the 80s was a, a weird, um, well, an awesome time where pop culture uh, just exploded. Yeah. Uh, from It was technology and marketing and pop culture. So if you had, and you didn't have this in the 60s or 70s, you maybe you had a lunchbox back then. But for us, <clears throat> if there was a, <clears throat> excuse me. It's early. <laughs> if there was a property, you had the you had a cartoon and an action figure line and toys were in the cereal boxes and shirts and lunch boxes, um, the video game on Atari and on Nintendo and um, and then a movie would get made or if it was a movie then the cartoon would get made and the toys and the and the video games. So 
there's just an explosion of this stuff. And every year or two, you had something new. So we had to have everything He-Man. And then all of a sudden, move that aside. We need everything Thundercats. Right. And, but then like six months later, Ghostbusters came out. Got to have yeah. all of that. Yeah. And then, then the world was just taken by Ninja Turtles. That yeah. that took over. No no other toy mattered anymore. It was Turtles. Yeah. That was my first concert was Ninja Turtles that at the Universal Amphitheater. Really? That's that was huge. <laughs> I, I was have 13. five younger brothers, so it was like a lot of Teenage Mutant yeah, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah, my brother that's just younger than me was born in 1980. Okay. <laughs> and then down to the youngest one was born in 92. So it was just like a yeah. steady stream of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, and we had just the hit movies. I mean, everyone likes Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller and Goonies and Gremlins. And there's just a really, really good time for art and creativity and, and merchandising. Um, yeah. And we got suckered into that stuff. And then... Um, so that was life, you know, from age till I was like 12 or 13. And then, you know, you get into your teenage years and it's punk rock and skateboards. But um, so then when I was like 32 and all my stuff was gone, I had no more. All my toys were gone. My video games were gone. I was a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I got a, a Ninja Turtle for my desk. And I was like, well, if I'm going to have a Ninja Turtle for my desk, uh, I remember He-Man. So I ordered a He-Man. He-Man And I was, was like, oh, best. Stay Puff, That was a cool toy. So I got that for my <laughs> for, for my desk. I was like, that's it. Well, and did you just have a Ninja Turtle? At 32, yeah. yeah. It was a Raphael, a He-Man, and a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And then, I don't know, three years later, 5,000 toys. Like, no joke. If I would go home and count them, there was no more room. And I was having to sell off some stuff to make room and and move a wall and reshape our laundry room so I could expand the toys. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So, um, I might have a problem. Because then I just, I needed everything. I need the whole line of He Man and then the He Man reboot. And then um, getting into those, like, interesting figures like Karate Kid and A-Team and Knight Rider, they had toys too. So I started picking up stuff. So it got crazy. And I was moving up in a tech company and I live in the mountains in a cheap house that I, that I renovated. So but I kept moving up in this tech company, which is just pays a lot. So I'm just dumping it into toys. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a ridiculous decade of life where I was getting paid too much and buying toys. Yeah. But it's a kind of a great investment. It is. There's no but, loss. Some yeah. of them are going to go up in value yeah, when I sell crazy. them. And at least I tell my wife, at least I can <laughs> get half my, back. That's my story and I'm yeah. sticking yeah. to it. I can always get half my money back. If I was into any other hobby, yeah. it's you lose money. Right. Um, if I was into off-roading, my vehicles would depreciate. Right. If I just went on cruises all the time, that money's gone. Right. Yeah. Whatever you're into. Or even like building like trains or you, sure. know, you see people with like the big sure. train sets or yeah it is kind of unique in that it's a investable you can resell this stuff yeah. hobby yeah cool. and so the store came out for a few reasons one is you know just trying to get out of that day job um but um to be around this stuff and to to see what's new and order it and hold it in my hands but then let it go like for a small profit so that I can still be in the mix without yeah. my house looking like a, a toy hoarder's <laughs> nightmare. Yeah. So I still get to be in the mix and, and see it and, and handle it and look at it for a while and put it on the wall like, like it would be at home. And then oh, a few weeks later it might sell and uh, I can enjoy to it just like for a short time. have the moment with it. Yeah. 
One of my good friends has a My Little Pony room. (laughs) And the first time I went over to her house. Like there's nothing else in the room. There's nothing else in the room. Yeah, it's like, it's a lot of My Little Pony. That's great. Um, But yeah, just some of them, a lot of them that she got as a kid that her grandma gave to her and her sister. And it was just, yeah, like you said, it was a completely, I think, unique time of history with like the convergence of like really creative well done media that came out and then it was like beautifully marketed it was just like a perfect storm and you see it now you know now that the cartoons were toy commercials right and um (laughs) and the cereal you know sugary cereal you get hooked on so but it was awesome but the cartoons were great like i loved he-man and sure sure it was like I mean, They're a little hard to watch now, but yeah, I haven't cir- I haven't circled back, but yeah, like as a kid, like loved it. And you know, and and when I was collecting hard a few years ago, there was a a, a time you could walk down the the toy aisle at Target, and it was Voltron, Transformers, yeah, uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, st- Star Wars, then Star Wars, and then you get to the end cap, and they have the retro end cap with Spirograph. Stretch Armstrong, right. Pound Puppies. Oh, we love Stretch so, Armstrong. So there was no difference between 2016, with, and the Ghostbusters movie was out. 2016 looked like 86. Yeah, and as I realized, weird. these properties are still, other stuff's come and gone. Yeah. And these properties are still going. And even still, now we're in 2020, there's a Ghostbusters movie, a He-Man cartoon coming out. Tons of, it's just still going strong. So I felt this is the perfect time. I don't know how long we'll be nostalgic for the 80s. But I, I do think it's like the 50s that it'll never go away. I think so, too. Um, sure. I could have opened a diner and put Elvis pictures on the wall, and it would do well. Right. So I, I'm betting on the fact that it's like the 50s, and it'll always be cool. Well, and I think For you're sure. right, because we have we have six kids ranging in age from 21 to 10. And our kids totally love the 80s. Yeah. Like, we have a kid that, like, is totally into, like, finding t-shirts from the 80s and yeah, yeah so i think that like our generation has kind of like passed that love yeah to their kids so it did start out with nostalgia for mm-hmm. guys our age but then stranger things hit and all oh, yeah, the kids the huge. kids were just super into looking at the clothes the arcade the toys so even yesterday i had a bunch of 12 13 year old girls come in yeah. and they went nuts for the place and they went home with a strawberry shortcake yeah uh, pop I said, you know what this is? They're like, heck yeah. They're uh, like, we've seen Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. So um, That's amazing. It's definitely been passed on. I, had a, I have a nine-year-old that comes in and um, spends a ton of money. Uh, he had to have, he bought Teddy Ruxpin. He oh, came man, back I for Grubby. He wow. only wants Ninja Turtles if they're sealed on the card. That's what he saves his allowance for. Really? That yeah. is amazing. That gives me hope for humanity. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, amazing because, like, well, you were talking about the 80s and, was it Back to the Future too? When there there was an '80s cafe, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Which at the time was like, now it's like that's it's realistic. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny that you would try to capture the '80s in a cafe. Yeah. And we we wanted to kind of decorate that. after that. Yeah, it hasn't. That hasn't hit yet. That's got to be coming, that right? Be, yeah, I hope so. The '80s cafe. If we For had sure. more room, we were going to get a, a, a booth um, and have the the booth and table look like cafe 80s yeah that's awesome. but yeah we tried that's what we have a max headroom on the wall just to kind of yeah. steal from that yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, when when uh marty there's a max headroom right playing like yep. he's like <laughs> yep. welcome to the 80s cafe. yeah so cool that's but it's it's crazy like talk about the nostalgia and 
looking back at just the marketing was just brilliant at the time. And like for us in our forties, it's, it's stuck with us all these years <laughs> to where it was, like you said, on our cereal box, it was Saturday morning cartoons, it was yeah. our toys. And yeah. I, I had the best childhood. He lives on a cul-de-sac and there was like six guys all, all literally in the same grade, same age. And all of us were into like, I was star Wars. My friend, John next door was he man. So he had everything he man. Um, and then the other side, Brian and Keith had everything GI Joe, like they had the aircraft carrier, everything. Um, and so we would just like take turns going to <laughs> each other's house like, and like, we're doing He-Man today and we'd go over there. So. It was a neighborhood co-op. Like you collect <laughs> all was. these, you collect yeah. all these and then we'll have everything. Uh, unintentionally. We join <laughs> yeah. Unintentionally. That's what happened. And then meeting up Saturday morning to watch cartoons and yeah. Yeah, it's just such a... I don't know why getting up for school was so hard, but on a Saturday morning, you just your internal ready. clock wakes up at like 6, ready for cartoons. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's so interesting. Well, and it's interesting to think, too, with like the age that our kids are, that they've like gone through, you know, like Disney Channel, Nick Jr., yeah. all of these shows, and but not really with anything tangible to show for it. Yeah. That it's kind of yeah. like that. the 80s were such a unique yeah. time with that, like you said, that the that the shows were really commercials for the toys, but like that stopped at some point. Cause like our That's kids true. didn't have that experience at all where there was, they were never like, I really need a roly poly oly toy. Like that sure. just didn't happen. And we, we thought about that um, because it is unique to the eighties and early nineties. So at the time we wanted to open and I'm pitching my idea to my wife that because we've lost what made Chuck E. Cheese great. They took out the bands and all that stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> all the family fun centers are closed. Scandi is gone. Bullwinkles became Boomers, and now Boomers is gone. Um, there's no family fun centers. The Toys R Us is gone. Yeah. You just have one toy aisle at Target, and it's wrecked, and the toys haven't been refreshed in months right now because of the shutdown. But even before that, it wasn't usually. great. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, well, maybe take that as a sign that nobody <laughs> goes to Chuck E. Cheese anymore or buys toys. I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it alive. No, so, it's great. So, yeah, we were losing. We lost KB. We lost Toys R Us. We lost the family fun zones. So we're, we're trying to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. If. If this succeeds, we we would like a bigger place with pizza as well or something, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Super cool. Yeah. Well, the fact that you're obviously you're getting people like me who that mm -hmm. was my childhood, but the fact that you have nine year old boys buying Ninja Turtles stuff yes. and girls coming and playing yeah. that, like that's yeah. a big deal. That's that, and that's that's the longevity I hope because guys like us have expendable income right now in our late thirties, early forties. But that will that'll dry up, you know. By the time we're fifty, we'll probably move on to you know talking about our barbecues or something. You know, <laughs> get into something more grown up. Yeah. But it is the kids that I hope latch onto this stuff and and see how long this goes. Yeah, I think sure. the, the arcade is is genius too to have that part of it. Yeah, I couldn't decide. Yeah. So we know where there's other arcades. Um, we wanted it to be a one stop shop. If if we were going to run around on our day off, we know where we would go vintage toy shopping. And then we know where the arcade is, and we know where the comic shop is. Um, so I just wanted to throw it all in one shop. So you could come in, get a book, get a toy, and play for you know 30 minutes or something, and then and then head out. And all you don't have to leave downtown Upland. You don't have to leave my shop. Yeah. You could do it all. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. The uh, the those arcade games. When I was at your shop, we were talking about them. They're obviously the newer ones, but of the older yes. games. Yeah. 
You said before you had to put those together when you bought them? Arcade One yeah. Up is the brand. Um, originally, we wanted vintage cabinets. You know, they're bigger, they're, they're authentic. Yeah. But I've been fixing ATMs for 10 years, and I see how hard it is to get parts for some of my early model machines. So looking into that, knowing how many retro arcades are out there now and how hard it is to get those motherboards and those monitors, the competition's already up there for looking for vintage parts. Well, so, and especially there's a bunch of bars that are kind yeah. of doing the like retro right. game vibe, right. too, that are probably sucking up a ton of them That's as true. well. Yeah, and so... The competition for vintage parts, the fact that these retro arcades are in college towns or in bars, um, so we thought we'll be in downtown Upland, sandwiched between two high schools and two junior highs, so these cabinets will be the perfect size because they're three-quarter size cabinets. Good size for these kids. Um, They don't want to go hang out in the college town. They can't get into the bar that has the vintage cabinets, so they can come here, and um, it'll be the right size. And I can get every single cabinet they've put out for the price of two vintage cabinets. Yeah. Um, and I can fix them super easy yeah. um, with their own parts or some third-party aftermarket parts. It's kind of brilliant. So that that's that was the compromise we made. Yeah. And it's worked. And until a basketball team came in last weekend, <laughs> it's worked out great. Like on their knees. <laughs> last Saturday, look, it looked funny looking at the arcade um, and everyone's two feet taller than They're the like game. They're like shoulders above <laughs> yeah, They were leaning the on game. the arcade. <laughs> but until that, until that team came in, they've done great. Yeah. yeah. What are the most popular games? Uh, with the kids? Pac-Man and Star Wars, which I, I don't... Star Wars is such a simple looking game. Kids love it. And, and Galaga. Yeah. So it yeah. is the real retro. They like Galaga, Pac-Man, and Star Wars. Absolutely. They they come in, they run in, and go to Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Yes. And after two rounds, they drift over to one of those games, and they stay there the rest of the hour. Well, because mm-hmm. those are the games that will like suck you in. They, they still have 40 years later. It still wow. gets the kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you really need for the ladies mm-hmm. is skee-ball. <laughs> if I had room for ski ball, I would. I would. Your next place, yeah, needs some ski ball. Yeah, that's a, that was always you know because I grew up with five brothers and I wasn't super interested in video games and you know like getting a turn. Yeah, just wasn't happening. So like <laughs> ski ball, ski ball. It is fun. That's where it's yeah. at. Takes up a lot of space, but right, yeah, you need that long run and and uh, that's your like a nice concrete wall behind it for the pad pitches. It's your nod to Chuck E. Cheese. That's where I played it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved going to Chuck E. Cheese, man, when I was a kid. I only went a handful of times, but it was like, yeah, like the best best day of my life every time I went. And they, they, like I said, they took out the animatronic band. They beefed up the salad bar over the pizza, and now with the shutdown, they declared bankruptcy. I was just going to say, like, there is nowhere that is more aggressively germ problem than (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. (laughs) I remember... The ball pit. Right. That's got to be toxic. The, like, big maze thing that you know hasn't been cleaned But you know they cleaned every single ball every night. Oh, you bet they did. Like, never. Those balls probably never got cleaned. I had to climb up in that maze thing to rescue my kid's three-year-old who was, like, having a panic attack up there. And that was the worst smell I've ever smelled since trying to get in and out of that maze. Like I said, it's probably been cleaned never. Right. Yeah. I remember there was one... I don't know if it was on on university. I remember going on as a kid, and they had a huge ball pit, and they had like a almost like an indoor zip line that went around. Did you ever go to that one? Yeah, like it went around yeah, the yeah. ball pit. Yes, yeah, I only went there once, but that was amazing. Well, and then 
Um, I don't remember them having this when I when we were kids, but when our kids were younger, they added like the ticket vortex. Oh yeah, and you could thing. catch you all just, of like, yeah. Try to yeah. grab every ticket. I'm like, this is also a germ nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So your is uh, Ninja Turtles like your favorite your thing? Yeah, uh, even at home, um, I've been. So we've been so busy at the new shop, uh, but also waiting for the economy to restart so we can get our shipments of toys and comics that I'm running out of toys. So I've been bringing stuff from home, yeah. but I'm not touching the turtles. Yeah. And so <laughs> while there was a healthy healthy collection of each thing I'm into, it's, when this is all over, it's going to be a Ninja Turtle office because <laughs> yeah. I'm not selling one thing yeah. from that. Yeah. It's just so Absolutely. great. Yeah, our kid that is super into the 80s who's turning 18 this year, like, loved the Ninja Turtles, like, as a kid. Yeah. Like, loved. And he was, like, way, way past, you know? Like, um, in terms of most other kids being into Ninja Turtles, but he yeah. loved the Ninja Turtles so much. And did the, the Ninja Turtles start as a comic book first? It was a comic book in 84, and then uh, it blew up. They had a, multiple printings of that first issue, and then, um, then, uh, then more, and then the cartoon. I was going to say, it was a Saturday morning cartoon, yeah? Mm-hmm. And the cartoon came around, I want to say, 87, 88, as a way to push the toys because they got to deal with Playmates. Yeah. So, yeah, the comic books were doing so well, and the little individual merchandise they could make, like buttons and patches and, and little lead miniature figures for, for role-playing games. But um, it was, yeah, doing so well. It got them a toy line and a cartoon and, and then the movies, and yeah. it's changed everything. Yeah, and they just stayed forever. So my younger brothers are your age, and they were, it's like, I went through different phases. And they they were, like, I think Ghostbusters was, they were into Ghostbusters a little bit. But once they got into Ninja Turtles, like, that was it. it yeah, it, was, it really did. I mean, we had, we like I said, we had Ghostbusters and Thundercats, but it all got pushed aside. I don't know what it was, but it was a huge deal. Yeah. So with the, so the toys like that Teen Wolf yeah. thing that I bought, like, what's... What's the story behind, like, is there one company putting most of that stuff out? Were there Two they... mostly. So um, we have to be grateful for Funko yeah. and Super 7 um, and NECA. So there's three. Three companies that are really going hard on these licenses and bringing out retro stuff that never got a toy. Like, there was never a Teen Wolf action figure, and now there is. Yeah. Or... It had a toy line, but a long time ago, so they bring it back in, in their version. Um, so, yeah, there's three main brands uh, that we try to carry. There's also Diamond Select, but we get what we can get, um, and it really is Funko. They they rule the world on this stuff. Um, Super 7 does a great job, um, and NECA as well. Yeah. What do you think, like, thanks again for this, the Back to the Future pack. Like, sure. with this stuff, because, like, what year is this from? 82. Well, that's the sequel, so what, 87? Yeah, 89. 89? Yeah, it says 89 right here. Um, like this, I have a bunch of those, obviously, different from sports cards to movies. Like, yeah. So this stuff's just been sitting around in different places for all these years. Yeah, like, what's the story behind the bulk of them, do you think? I don't. Yeah, why they didn't sell, and because you can still get them by the box. Yeah. Um, I can only assume they didn't sell, because there's, there's this huge unopened boxes of trading cards from the 80s and yeah. they're everywhere they're everywhere yeah. and they got this big marker stripe across them which indicates it was returned uh to the manufacturer for credit from oh, some across retail the box. store yeah across the box yeah huh. yeah so, so it's just been sitting in a warehouse this mm-hmm. whole time 
So Tops wow. just cranked out cards, and mm-hmm. some didn't sell, and they got shipped back, and somehow they survived. And there's a huge market to get your you can get your hands on a box of any card yeah. pretty easily these days. Yeah. And are they being purchased through Tops? I mean, the original purchase? No, you got to just find whoever got their hands on this stuff. Somebody has Bought it from somewhere. Storages, warehouses. I don't know how. That's cool. But yeah, um, I I do know some really good sellers on Instagram. Uh, It beats um, eBay and all that stuff. So just a guy I know had a whole box of Back to the Future cards. So he he gave me a good deal. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that will fit right in with (laughs) you. cards up there as much as we don't go on on social media because it's just a crazy place to be um instagram is uh does have a great toy community uh that i made a page to share my collection because i had a personal page way back when but i made a second page just to talk about toys and that that grew into to what it is now that's the store page now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah converted it to the store page how long have you had that page you think four years yeah so four years like six thousand followers not much for an individual but you know great following to convert it to a store page and have six thousand followers to see what we're getting in stock that was super helpful yeah Yeah, that's great and to communicate with other guys that are just buying selling trading it's fun yeah are you selling much online I'll put stuff online. If it's been sitting for a couple months, I'll offer it. I hate shipping. Um, So uh, if it's been sitting for a while, I'll put it online. Or bundle it together with some other stuff from the same line. Put it on on Instagram, and and then I'll ship it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have local people who see things on your Instagram and come in? Yeah, especially comics. If we we say certain issues have arrived, they'll come in and pick it up. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the com. I never got into comics, but that community is... The people that are into it are... Die you have hard. to have every issue. Die hard, you have yeah. to have the variant covers. So yeah, yeah if you're into it, yeah, it, that that's uh, that's who buys it. it. Sucks you in. Completionists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I I tried not. My tendency is to be that way. Like I want to get into something, and I'm like, okay, now I need to get everything. Right. Right. Which is why I I didn't buy a single pop for like the longest time because I'm like, <laughs> if I if yeah. I get into that, like I'm gonna have to buy a house just uh-huh. just for those. Cause, <laughs> Everything exists in, in one of those now. It's insane. My wife has an office at home, um, and she got into Pops. And now, and then downstairs was a guest room, but it's much bigger than her office. And we're in the process of flipping them so she gets the big room. Because you got to go through the Pops, the stack of Pops that she has, because she has no way to display all these Pops. Yeah. And so it is addicting. Yeah. Well, and like, I have never have any intention of selling anything that I get. So like I open everything, which I'm sure right, some people right. would cringe with. Like, although I did some of the like, Teen Wolf, I'm, I feel like yeah, I feel, well, the like, packing is so great. I feel the like card, I, yeah, I, I, I can't open. Card. Yeah, I can't open it because sure. the packaging. Yeah, but the is pops amazing. aren't like particularly great packaging. I take those out. Yeah, yeah. I only have a few. Like I have to really, yeah, really like that. But I, I intentionally tell myself like I can't complete anything because I'll just go. <laughs> I'll just go crazy, so I, I try to be strict. Yeah, yeah I was trying to complete stuff and get into every collectible you could find, and that takes up the most room. So I did have to sell off pops and little mystery minis and Legos and, and things like that and get it just down to the action figures and the vehicles, or I'm not going to have enough room for everything I want to have. Yeah. So <laughs> there is a lot of stuff. Got to prioritize. But yeah, pops are great, and you never know which pops are going to end up at a thrift store and which ones are going to be a 1000 bucks. Yeah. you know, because yeah. they've been vaulted. 
it's such a weird world. It's so it's... well, and it was so crazy. One of our kids was like super into pops, so there was a period of time where we were like canvassing pop different mm-hmm. the different stores, and some of them would have like a huge wall, like full, yeah. of, you know, like floor to ceiling shelves, yeah. and the shelves were you know like deep <laughs> and not organized in <laughs> any capacity. So you have to get you know like you got to move all the what boxes. you want could be you know five deep. Yeah. It's like, well, I know what I'm doing for the next hour. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I've been there with my wife going through those shelves and then being the camel that carries all the pops (laughs) out of the store for her. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's my job. Every time we did that, I like ended up with a migraine. I was like, (laughs) overstimulated. Well, I was just like, can we just organize it? Like, can we just like, can we just organize it, guys? Like, (laughs) it made me nuts. The thing I I almost, I started to a couple years back thinking that i was gonna get everything was garbage bell kids oh yeah because i was in i was in fourth grade i think when garbage i was like the perfect age when they yep. came out and, and they're so your personality because oh, they're like snarky we were obsessed and, yeah. i was in fourth grade or fifth grade when i think it came out fourth grade but fifth grade is when they really hit i think the second or third series was out and uh i was actually me and my friends like started a club and we like put all our cards together <laughs> like every day at recess it was just trading cards like we we would barely get like five feet out the door. We wouldn't even make it to the playground. <laughs> start trading. We just, and then the yeah. negotiations yeah. had begun. Like most of that year was just just obsessed. And then my friends and I started a club, and we put all of them together. And we would take turns like who got to keep them at their house. And then when our club <laughs> broke up, uh, we like had a meeting, and we all got to, we're all fighting over which ones we put in. And but like that atom bombers one, that one was from that club. Um, yeah. Right over there. Oh, there he is. Yeah. So oh, cool. I have like really probably have ten or twelve from the first series, and, um, and was all the, from when I collected back then. That I kept. was he in the little plastic carrier back then? Or no, it was just the card. Yeah, yeah, he got. I was gonna say that would be an intense level of commitment for fifth graders. Right. Right. No, right. I wish because it would be worth <laughs> a lot of money if it was a ten. Yeah. Um, I think it's only worth like twenty or thirty bucks, but. Hmm. Um, but I think at one point, like they were going for a thousand bucks, like if they really? were like ten. Yeah. Whoa. But a couple years back, um, when I started like collecting toys again, because a lot of this stuff was just in a, a boxes like for years and years, and then I don't know five or six years ago, I I got an office. I'm like, I'm going to put some of that stuff in my office yeah. from my and similar to you. So I started putting up toys, and then it just <laughs> started buying more. But garbage <laughs> ball kids was are. one. <laughs> I pulled out all my old garbage ball kids, and that's when he got put in that case. Um, and then I, so I go online, like, Oh, they actually made more and they're coming out now. And yeah, so I had this th- thought where I was gonna going to get all of them and I had to walk away because, yeah, it's but good. I, I bought a couple series. Your ability to walk away is that's is tough. Yeah. yeah, that's tough, man. I mean, just toy rooms become toy basements become, yeah. it just, yeah. And then it all just gets boxed and stacked and you can't part with it. So, so having rules on a collection is a really hard thing <laughs> in, in yeah. what we do. For sure. Yeah, you do a good job of, like, whatever will fit on your shelves now yeah. that you're not, like, stacking. Well, I intentionally try to, like, gravitate towards stuff that's smaller, too, mm-hmm. just because I know it's I'm going to be able to <clears throat> display it. There's some stuff that's really cool that's just bigger, but yeah, this doesn't make sense. So have you seen the uh, – obviously, you've seen the new Ghostbusters trailer. The trailer? Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what do you oh, think? Oh, gosh. Based on the trailer, I think it's going to be a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, so and the excited. toy previews of what's coming out. 
Uh, I haven't looked at. Oh, any of I have. Oh, really? Do yeah. they have the what's the car the Ecto one yeah. with like that opens and it has? Oh, that's yeah. gonna be awesome. Yeah, the kids, the, the, the gunner kids seat. are gonna get the everything seat, yeah. that we got. An Ecto one, a Proton pack that they can wear. You know, all the same stuff that that, that we got back in '87 ish. That is awesome. When yeah. is it set to come out? Is it? It's not it got this moved. summer. It's supposed to be this month wasn't it june it's supposed to be july-ish july, july, but now yeah. i think it's like march or may next year yeah. so it definitely got delayed some toys have already come out yeah um they re-released the old kinner figures um just like the same toys we got same package we got yeah. um 30 something years ago so those are out and then there's um <clears throat> a line that looks like the original movie guys that's i have that order in so we should be getting those next month that's exciting. But um, I think all the stuff that's directly tied into the movie, they're going to hold that back yeah. until next year. But it does look great. It does, yeah, mm-hmm. look great. Trailer, and it has, um, what's the kid from Stranger Things? Finn? Yeah, yeah, that kid, Finn uh, Wolfhart. Wolfhart. He's I was trying everything. to say Lockhart, and I knew that wasn't right. Yeah, that kid is, like, working. I hope he has a real appreciation for all, they're throwing him yeah. in everything 80s. Yeah. Um, Stranger Things and It. And, and now He's like in somebody's music video, too. He was in a, a Weezer video. Yeah, in a Weezer video. Yeah. video. That's oh, and was. he was yeah. also in that video for um, Ninja Sex Party. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you heard of yeah. them? No. Okay. Our, our, uh, our one of our kids was super into them. We actually took him to their concert. <laughs> so it was like these two, like, comic book, like, video game guys. I think the one, the lead singer, like, ran a video game or a podcast or something. One of them has a PhD. Something. Like... And they started this band called Ninja Sex Party, and they like dress up like characters. It's kind of yeah. like like a rock band with Chuck E. Cheese and like <laughs> okay, it's Rocky amazing, Horror though. Picture Show. Like, okay, like, it sound we are not portraying it very well. It's awesome. <laughs> it's probably hard to describe. It's, it's hard, hard to, to describe. describe. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot going on, but it is like if you're like an '80s person, it's like it's great. You should look it up. But um, right. he's totally in one of their videos. He's in one of their videos, yeah. But yeah, what was Ninja's, the name of that song? Uh, I think it's called like Danny Boy because the lead singer's name oh, is yeah. Danny so and the, he plays like young Danny. Because the lead singer was like a nerd when he was younger and so. You should the, look it up. Yeah. It's all, right, all right. It's a We're not doing video. it. Yeah. We are not describing it well. <laughs> and they have a weird name that's kind of off-putting. Ninja's sex party, yeah. you find it though. <laughs> but you should look it up. It's great. Yeah, we were, we were still in North Carolina and our son Ethan was just way into them. And uh, they were on tour, and which I don't even think they're together anymore. They're, they're definitely not touring currently. Yeah. So we actually the only place I had tickets was Minneapolis. So we flew to Minneapolis, what? went and saw them, and it was just so cool. Yeah. And then while we were there, we went to uh, Paisley Park Prince's compound. Like you can go and tour that. Really. Which was really really cool. Yeah. It's like where he lived. He had it's like three or four music studios in there and a Whoa. sound like stage. Secret tunnels where secret, he was yeah. like watching people oh record. Crazy, stuff. crazy, yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Graceland for Prince. Mm-hmm. It, okay. Exactly. It is, yeah. yes. Graceland. Paisley Park, Prince, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> a ton of his memorabilia. We were walking around and like they'll have his outfits in glass yeah. cages. Little velvet outfits. Yeah. And he was <laughs> he was only like five one. Yeah, yeah. And uh the tour guide, I didn't I didn't know he was that short. And I asked the Tory Adam. At first, when I looked at him, I'm like, "Oh, they made like three quarter scale, like you <laughs> know, like outfits. Yeah. His shoes are like this big." And I asked her, "I'm like, are these replicas?" She's like, "No, he really wore those." So I'm like, "How tall was he?" Like, he was like five one. Wow, it's crazy! Wow, just tiny, but like your video game camera is basically what it looked like. It would yeah. look great it if was. Prince could have come play these games. <laughs> yeah, it would look great. 
in one of his to purple scale. velvet suits yeah. that he wore. Yeah. So any, what are some of the other toy? Like you talked about the Ghostbusters, new ones coming out. Any other, like Mr. Miyagi, Karate Kid, any other new stuff that that's coming down the pipe? Yeah, it's tough. A lot of stuff because of the shutdown and, and the, the time frame we're talking in here. A lot of stuff has been delayed. Um, but, and stuff that was supposed to come out June, July now says sometime 2021. That's as, Which as nobody wants broad to of a that. window yeah. as they can give us. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there there is everything you can think of. Um, Super 7 has a line called Ultimates, which is really, really nice, detailed figures that are about 50 bucks a piece. Oh, that's cool. They have three waves of, ninja, of sorry, Thundercats coming out. So really high-end collectible Thundercats figures. Mm-hmm. Um, they already do He-Man, uh, but I don't think there's anything coming out. There's a whole new line of He-Man coming out from Mattel this summer. They have two He-Man cartoons coming out, so there's a toy line to support that. Cool. Um, and I've already seen some pictures online of, of how the toys look. We totally had like the, what was it, Grayskull? Was that yeah. the name Castle of the Grayskull. Castle, Castle Grayskull? We totally had like the big, you know, and it like opened. Yeah. And, sorry, I'm hitting your mic. Yeah, um, Johnny had but, that yeah, in my was, neighborhood. <laughs> he, he was the designated He-Man he collector. He had, yeah, had everything. Uh, so, yeah, He-Man, Thundercats, always Ninja Turtles. It never stops. Um, uh NECA has turtles. Super 7 has turtles. Again, in the, the Ultimates line. Um, Reaction, which is the 3.75-inch figures, like your Teen Wolf and your Star Wars. They have a whole line of Ninja Turtles for that. Um, some have come out. Some are delayed. But Ninja Turtles in, in Star Wars size. Yeah. And oh, Thundercats. Cool. And He-Man. The, the whole run. I mean, all these major titles you can think of. Are we, they remaking Strawberry Shortcake stuff? Um. Not really. The yeah. what, When we first opened, our first order through our vendor was um, kind of their back stock leftovers. Yeah. So we got some 2016 um, strawberry shortcake stuff. Oh, how funny. But it sold great. It's all mm-hmm. gone. You have great strawberry. You gone. have, like, by far the best strawberry shortcake stuff I've ever seen. When we were, when I thought we were done and I had decorated the shop and filled it with toys, my wife said, you forgot about girls. Yeah. You have nothing. So I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. we got to get some Shira. We got to yep. get Strawberry Shortcake. Yep. We got to get Rainbow Bright. We I was going to say, you have good Care Rainbow Bears. Bright stuff. Gem. So, Do you have gem? You no need gem. some gem stuff. No, but we it's on the list. Yeah. So we will. We do have World's Smallest Barbies coming in next week. <laughs> uh, that whole toy line, World's Smallest, they're all just really tiny yeah. toys. Yeah. We got a whole line of that coming in. And I think it covers cool. Barbie and um, Care Bears. Yeah. So we're covering our bases. Oh, yeah, you have good Care Bear stuff, too, yeah. I noticed. And so and, and when, as far as posters on the wall, we threw up, you know, Madonna and Cindy Lauper. And, and uh, we got Miss Pac-Man coming for a cabinet. So uh, we won't forget about the girls. You we have do, My Little Pony you do a comic great books. Job. Yeah. That's for the boys, too. It is. Uh, it's for the yeah. bronies. Yeah. The bronies. <laughs> Have you seen that documentary on Netflix? A little so, bit. Yeah. I mean, I know about it, but I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> we, do, like, we do make... like, I need some distance. Guys get that. the My Little Ponies, and I had a girl come in the other day, and she bought... Because we have a VHS selection as well, trying to keep VHS alive. Yeah. <clears throat> she bought all my Chuck Norris movies. Really? And my Chuck Norris action figures. That's, That's awesome. So you can't, you can't predict who's going to buy what. How old was she? Late twenties, thirty, That's maybe. Cool. Yeah, yep. She bought it all. She just was super into Chuck Norris. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I got rid of a bunch of them just because I, 
I just kept some of my favorites about VHS. I was starting to collect. I'm like, yeah. I went through a phase where I'm going to get every VHS, every yeah, movie you, on VHS that you, you had know. an aggressive amount of VHS tapes, <laughs> yeah, well, just, and they take up so much space, like comparatively yeah. to a tape. But you always CD. want you want the opposite of what you have. So we gave all our VHS to Goodwill, and we just want to stream everything. Yeah, kids who grew up streaming everything, they kind of want to hold the physical copy and look at the box art. Yeah. And they're fascinated by a VCR. And I had one kid come in and look at the shelf of, of movies for a while. And then finally he said, are these books? I said, no. <laughs> so I pulled one off the shelf and took it out. You had to put this in a machine to watch a movie. And um, But we're right across the street from a record shop. Yeah. So people go to Rad Coffee and get their coffee. Then they go and get records. Then they come and get VHSs. And, yeah, you've and, got a good little trifecta happening. Yeah. Down there, it all yeah. it works together nicely. That is amazing. He looked at him for a while and asked if there were if books. There were books. <laughs> he had never even seen it. That's well, fine. I get it. One of our kids, I guess <laughs> that they're starting to sell CDs at a lot of the like newer concerts, and so he bought and cassettes and cassettes. Yeah, yeah. he cassettes bought are coming back. a CD at a show that he went to, and he like opened it up and he's taking it out, and he's like, "Mom." Did you know they put the lyrics inside <laughs> this it's CD? Why you bought it. Yeah. yeah. He was it, so like, amazed. Blew his yeah. cuz he's like super he's a musician so he's super yep. into lyrics and so his entire life experience has been googling the lyrics. Right. Like he has to go look right. them up to figure out what they're saying. He's like, "Did you know they put the lyrics in here?" It's just like I'm like We oh. just had to sing it wrong until we got the tape or the cassette <laughs> right. and then figured out like, "Oh." Right. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what they're, what they're saying. saying. Yeah. Cassettes are coming back. I've had we pick we pick up some main ones when we're hunting for vintage stuff. So we've thrown in Tiffany and Michael Jackson. Yeah, but we don't do much because of the record shop across the street. But um, but kids are demanding more cassettes, so we're on the hunt. As soon as thrift stores open again, I'll we usually go from Riverside to Pasadena. Just spend a day or two hunting and gathering and getting yeah. it all into our shop, so you don't have to drive you know a hundred right. miles. So as soon as those open again, we have to restock. VHS is almost depleted, and we need to beef up cassettes. And yeah. uh, you can get a, a Walkman right now at Target. They have oh, a, you can? A, a Walkman cassette player with really? headphones. 20 bucks. That's awesome. At Target. I know. We totally... Because, uh, Mark, do you have them up here? What? Your Walkman collection? I have one of them, yeah. One Mark of them. was collecting Walkmans for a while, and our kids, the same thing, were like, what is... The, they, like, could not <laughs> get from point A to point B. Yeah, you've never um, seen the tech. How it, it works. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, like this guy's actually worth. I looked it up a couple oh, hundred, wow. hundred bucks. It's wow. It's the the like the original Sony Walkman. Yeah, I don't think it's the first mobile. It's one of the early ones like this. Was just released in Japan. Really, um, one of the very first ones. Yeah, I got it at a thrift store for and players. A, a dollar. Of all of this is is going up. VCRs are two hundred plus bucks wow. on, on eBay. Wow, we were throwing away VCRs, you know, fifteen oh, yeah. years ago. Yeah, they're, are, they're not making new VCRs. No, no. VHS That's why you got to find it. Yeah. And it's got to work, and it's going to be expensive. Yeah. So kids like coming in and buying VHS and cassettes. Yeah. Are they wanting to watch them and listen to them, or are they collecting them? Both. Because uh, I've had conversations like, why are you buying yeah, you're this like, Help whole me stack understand. of VH? You're yeah. 15. Why are you buying all yeah. these movies? They want the box art. They want to display it in their house. They want to watch that grainy, tracking VHS quality. <laughs> um, uh, and some things, a small group of people, 
Some things have been super edited these days. I mean, it does, oh, it's not right. just Star Wars where George Lucas keeps fixing everything. Right. Other movies have been edited on their DVD releases to for modern times. Oh, I so people want to see that. the old VHS with the, the scene they didn't take out or, or the dialogue they didn't record over or whatever it is. Yeah. And we... we, we we bring home movies from the shop to watch at home, and we, we watched Dick Tracy the other night. And it's just that VHS quality of picture. It, it's, it's it's just better. a style. It's just yeah. it's a style in and of itself. It feels, sure. it's, I don't know if it's because we grew up on it, but it's just like a comfortable viewing quality to watch. The crystal clear stuff's too weird for me because yeah. it looks hyper. It's more realistic than reality. Mm-hmm. Right. It's too weird. Right. So watching these grainy old things feels... Sometimes if I'm watching something new and it's crystal clear, it feels like you're showing me that you filmed some actors doing something. Exactly. The, yeah. the grainy old moment. VHS feels like a movie and I'm not picturing actors and filming locations. And yeah. That's such a perfect description There's something description weird about it. it. Yeah. I have that moment constantly where, so like our TV downstairs is a newer, it's a giant TV. So it, I have that moment all the time where if we're watching a movie, especially if it's an older movie, I'd rather watch it and our, the TV upstairs, it's still, yeah. you know, a newer TV, but it's not as clear and nice yeah. as the other one. Yeah. So I get a better feeling even going to on that smaller one where I watch it on that bigger TV and I have the exact same feeling where like, I feel like I'm, I'm watching them make this movie uh, you're, versus yeah, it, it feels like you're being in the movie and experiencing you're on it. set for Too production yeah. you're, not, you're not being given a, a movie package yeah a yeah. film yeah it's weird huh. that's such a great so point. what are the like i'm super into movies too um like with kids coming in are, are there certain movies that that they're gravitating towards uh no well we only carry the major hits so we we make sure we have uh, Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink and Top Gun and Back to the Future. And Back yeah. to the Future for sure. We can't keep that in stock. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. We go for the big ones and and they, like I said, fifteen years old. They they buy them all up. Yeah, nothing I in particular, but the the hits. I think there's an element with the music too, where this generation of kids have not really experienced like an album. Right. Like they've just kind right. of experienced music in sure. piecemeal. Um, so I think that that's part of the attraction with vinyl for them too, yeah. where they're listening to like a, the creative process, like all in one place There's, that they haven't, they don't really get. I could do otherwise. a whole nother podcast on, on music. Um, after the eighties ended, uh, I was 15, got in my first punk band and didn't get out of it until two years ago. And now I've opened an eighties arcade. Yeah. That's so awesome. there's a whole... 25 years in the middle of albums and touring and bands and venues. Yeah. Um, as a whole nother part of life. Uh, so all my drums and amps are put away to make room for toys again. That's <laughs> how it goes. It's a cycle. Um, we'll have and, to have you back to talk but, music a separate yeah, time. Cause, but yeah. same thing. Back then there was albums that had to fit the album, the sound or the story of the album. And now my wife's super into K-pop. And they just put out singles. Single, yeah. single, single, single. And then they'll bundle them all together on an EP. But there's no flow. It doesn't fit. It's just a yeah. collection of singles. So it was different back then. Like you had an album. It had to fit, and you toured to support that album. And now it's singles, and no one can tour these days. Yeah. Or you just do big Coachella festivals. Yeah. So music music totally changed, too, to be bite-sized stuff. And, and you won't. I'm not going to pay to go see a band. I'll only right. pay to go to Coachella for the right. weekend. Right. Well, you're missing out. And so just like an hour ago, I said all the Chuck E. Cheese's have closed. Uh, all the venues have closed. Uh, almost everywhere I've ever played is gone. 
Wow. Uh, the Troubadour's still around, but they're declaring bankruptcy because of the shutdown. Are they really? So oh. it's toys, music, movies, everything we had is is crumbling away. We, I think that our generation, and they have like a specific name for the people. There's like an age range that's called like, I'm not going to remember what it is, but it's like a micro generation kind of in between Generation X and the Millennials. Ah. Um, I yeah, I, I, mean, I don't want to be lumped in with millennials, that's for sure. No. <laughs> but I don't know what came before that exactly. Generation X was before, but like I think and I think it's like Gen X. 75 to 83 or something is there's a name for it. We'll have to google so it. I know 80s had yuppies, but they were already Yeah, those grown weren't up and Yeah, working. those weren't like so between the yuppies people and born in those years. Yeah. yeah. Gen X. Um but they talk about that that's the generation that like bridged everything you know yeah. that we kind of went from we had this completely like analog yeah. childhood yeah and then bridged the gap to having to a digital, digital yeah. adulthood you know like i that think about the best transition like when we were talking about music like remember napster like napster right, was like right. this like totally changed the whole game absolutely of music um mm. that and that happened like right when we were all in those like very like music centric young adult yeah years yeah it was such a great time to grow up because like what you're saying we were we got to i got to experience getting a cassette tape of Mm -hmm. a new album and opening it going through the lyrics seeing the and listening to the whole album and then now i i could stream everything on my ipad and my phone you know as well so like that sweet spot of being able to you took the time to sit and put on your headphones and and stare at the wall and listen to that album Mm -hmm. and now you're probably driving or typing while you're streaming a a new single and you're just kind of mixing it into your crazy life or like going through the effort of making a mixtape right yeah (laughs) that's real love yeah it is you made someone a mixtape well and so many memories like i specifically remember getting like the beastie boys licensed l cassette tape for the first i remember opening i was sitting on the um earlier 92 91 i was i was um it was actually late late 80s i think we bumped it in 93 so maybe we were just late to the game yeah (laughs) yeah they were uh, somewhere in the late 80s because i was in i think i was fourth grade oh i got you and uh i remember where i was sitting like just on the outside of my closet opening that up putting it in my little tiny boom box that i had and just sitting there and listening to where the whole thing where like my son probably doesn't remember the first time he streamed a particular song sure. or an album, yeah. you know. So there's just so much connected. Because like to you the, said, it's not memory. tangible, right? You, it's you, like you that kinetic experience. Yeah. Bring it home. It's just it's given to you in your home, and it's over in a second. Yeah, and you yeah. move on to the next thing. Like I'll still actually grab CDs from here. Like if I'm driving home, <clears throat> oh yeah, and I'll think of a couple albums yeah. I want to listen to. I'll grab the CD and I'm that guy with CDs in my car. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, I hope no one steals this book of CDs. <laughs> like, no one's going to steal my book of CDs. They yeah. used to, right? You're like, they're going to break into my car and take the face off my radio <laughs> and my book of CDs. Yeah. <laughs> take your whole folder of CDs. That happened to me. I'm not my, even worried now. My <laughs> sophomore year or junior year of high school, had the big Case Logic 500, yeah, you know, yeah, Case Logic filled like in your the, car, in my car, the whole yeah. thing, all 500 CDs in oh, that thing. That's emotionally true. And I travel stolen. a lot for work still sometimes, and I'll I'll pick out my stack of CDs for the road trip. Yeah, yeah, love it. It's just there's just yeah something special to it for sure, and yeah, I know our kids as our kids have like gotten to driving age, and you know like the a big thing for like our generation. 
when we started driving was making sure that there was like a CD yeah. player. Our kids are like, is there a way to stream music in this car? Like, <laughs> this car have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Does this car have like a USB port? You right. know, like as we're looking for crappy first cars for our kids, <laughs> they're like, does this car have a USB port? Because that's my most important thing. Like our oldest, like that was his actual most important thing was, does mm. this vehicle have a USB port? For me back then, it was a CD player. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like I remember us, getting my first CD player, player in my Whoa. car. My first car was an 82 Corolla hatchback, and uh, it had a cassette player, so I had to do the cassette adapter to yes. the Discman oh, yep. and bring batteries and CDs for that's the road amazing. trip. <laughs> because your Discman's not going to survive, but you yeah. had to use the cassette adapter. That's amazing. I totally forgot that. That it's like <laughs> hanging off the front of it with yeah. the, from a cord, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you have a cable running from the cassette yeah. player to your seat, yeah. and you got to have spare batteries. Which was yeah. so cool at the time. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, I can play like, my seat. <laughs> you were like next level. Yeah. It doesn't get next is flying cars. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember getting my first, remember the detachable face? Oh, yeah. So you won't steal your stereo. Yeah. Like when I was 16, when I was 16, <laughs> I got my license. Those were br- like brand new. Because yeah. before it was you pull the whole thing out. Right. You know, right. Like carrying carry, like the little handles. They had like the little handles on them. <laughs> yes. You go into Carl's Jr. in and out and you're like, put your stereo so on the. <laughs> but when the detachable face, that was amazing. It's like, what? I could put it in my yeah. pocket. Well, and that's kind of like what I was talking about with our like micro generation, because I think that we're like the only generation that like really like went through all of those phases where I think that our parent, like my parents, like could not have cared less about all of the, you know, like I think at one point my mom had a detachable face stereo, but our parents were like just old enough that Mm -hmm. they weren't like needing to stay current on those things. And so, yeah, it's such like an interesting dynamic of our generation that we like rode the technological <laughs> roller coaster. Well, we started coaster. on Atari. Yeah. And we saw it go Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation. Um, I remember my mom had eight tracks and I had some 45s and a little record player. Yeah. But then we went cassettes, CDs, streaming. So yeah, we got to see the whole various forms of analog getting better and better and better until it went digital. Yeah. And then um, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Blu-ray is kind of like the stepchild of that era just like never really like streaming like streaming came in and or laser discs remember those i have yeah. a stack of laser yeah. discs at the <laughs> shop someone gave me laser discs and there's another one i'm blanking on what the actual name of it is now but inside it's not like a disc it's like a vinyl record but oh, i can't think of what it's called but i have both at the shop in, yeah. the, in the back i gotta find something to do with them yeah, I felt like laser discs like were out for like five minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I saw I watched one laser disc in science class like sophomore year. Yeah. This presentation of something. It's just like a giant C D blip yeah. on the technological radar. Yeah. I, I remember I remember gosh, I was probably like th- four or five years old and I my aunts and uncles were uh my parents were super young when I was born, so my aunts and uncles were just a couple years older than me. Um, so they were like teenagers, preteens, and sitting there and watching them play Pong on yeah. the TV. <laughs> yeah. And just being Frogger. amazed. Like, you're you're like playing a game on right. the TV, which is yeah. just amazing. And then Atari and Nintendo was, I was at that ripe age. So I was like sixth grade, probably, when Nintendo came out. Mm-hmm. And that was like, 
Yeah, Change the world. Change the world, yeah. We yeah. saved up for Nintendo, couldn't get any games, yeah. and so it was just going to Blockbuster every Friday for a game. Oh, gosh, I had totally forgotten that. Yeah. try out a different game every oh, weekend, yeah. and then back to school Monday and talk about it all week. Yeah, yeah. my brothers were obsessed with renting video games from uh, VideoWiz. Yeah. Canyon Crest. Yeah, I remember the first time I beat Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> that was, I was obsessed with that game. Yeah. I was at my friend Mario's house, and he had a... Back then, those the big screen TVs that were giant, you know, like you need 20 people right, to move. Right, right. And so we're playing it on Three his, feet deep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> playing it on this big screen TV, and there's like six or seven of us, and I finally beat it, and we're like running around the house <laughs> screaming, like so excited. A combination of technology was, if we got far in Mario, Dragon Warrior, Zelda, you get to a new... But my brother's not around. I had to put in a blank tape in the VCR and record yeah. my gameplay yep. and so that when he got home I could show him for sure I got this far. Yeah. It's like the 80s and, yeah. version of Picture or it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before you streamed your playing on, on YouTube or Twitch, yeah. you had to pop in a tape and yeah. capture that moment. You were VCR literally one Twitch. of the first streamers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I only streamed for my brother yeah. but I proved I got that far. You had an audience of one. Yeah. Do you, do you see um, like kids like come in and play the arcade? Is that kind of opening the world to the older consoles as well, or are they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've the vintage stuff comes and goes. Um, we have had a lot of Nintendo and Sega come through the shop and Atari, um, and I think my Nintendo console went to an older guy, and then there's that same nine year old I mentioned earlier. He's saving up for the Sega Genesis. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah, yeah. Both again, both worlds are, are into it. I feel like I need to schedule a time to come meet this nine-year-old. He's such a funny kid. <laughs> he, he's a, he's homeschooled. He's he's full of energy. He researches all this stuff on YouTube, saves wow. his money, and then comes in to make the deal. And and uh, and does I, he like try to haggle with you? No, 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 no. 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 But the last thing he picked up uh, was a 1982 Coleco Pac-Man action figure, still sealed on the card. Oh and wow! And he had to have that thing. Wow. So yeah. That's awesome. Funny kid. Did his parents, do you think, first get him into it, or he just... They, they definitely encourage him and help him. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. he just researches on his own. So we remember kids' research, and then everybody comes to the shop. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so important. Like, we've tried to do that with our kids, like, to whatever they're into to help kind of foster and facilitate that yeah. with them. It's We definitely encourage them to let their freak flag yeah. fly. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, shopping for old toys is a pretty harmless hobby for a kid. For so sure. Yeah, they definitely encourage For them. sure. You know, one of the thing, things I wish the those vinyl idols, like those Ghostbusters yeah. ones I have up there, I wish they would have made more of those. Yeah, it was a short run. They made some good ones with, with Ghostbusters and uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, kind of kind of died off yeah i have i have every Lebowski. single one that they made yeah. yeah yeah we got you a bunch of them for father's day one year <laughs> yeah but like they're I, for a while i was searching online i was hoping they were going to make more and you know you'll find like sketches that people did oh. so like they're they're not real like they yeah. just drew them or um digitally created them well somebody there was like a rumor out that they were doing the royal Tenenbaums. yeah that's what i was getting to this yeah. was one of my favorite movies they had like all the characters from that Whoa. um but they, they didn't come out. I wish they would make more of those. They're they're big. Um, they're a little bit bigger than what I like to collect. But yeah, I just love tall. I love the style. They got a funny look. Yeah, they're like kind of cartoonish. Yeah, their faces or... are. Yeah, yeah I, w- I wish they would have made a Winston. But they kind of they're kind of yeah. similar to like Rick and Morty. Like yeah, that I can see that vibe. Yeah. 
Well, thanks so much for coming in, man. We really well, appreciate it. Obviously, me. we're going to be customers. and Yeah, we could we'll, talk about this stuff we'll be forever. Back. Yeah. It never ends. You always remember something uh, down to GoBots and, and Mask. And, yeah. And uh, there's so much more coming out. So, so yeah, yeah, keep following. Stop in the shop. Come check in on us. There's a lot of stuff on the way. Yeah. yeah and and obviously, you're downtown Upland. But just for people listening, just kind of tell us exactly where you are. Sure. Uh, in downtown Upland, it's off the 10 Freeway and Euclid, and we are at 188 North 2nd Avenue in uh, Unit B, so we're kind of on 2nd and 9th. Uh, makes it hard for UPS to find us, but yeah. but yeah, it's an old 1800s bank. It's been divided up into a few little retail shops, yeah. so it's got, a, it's got a cool vibe. Uh, we have an old vault in our shop, too. It's worth checking out. Um, yeah. Uh, that's so us. Cool. You're Dude, right you, across from, is it Penny Lane? Is that the name of the record? Penny Lane Records. Place, um, and then just Stardust down Alley, from... another cool store. And we're all centered around this gazebo right in the middle of town. Yeah. yeah Rad Coffee, right? Rad Coffee uh, helped change the whole vibe down there. I've yeah. lived in Upland a long time, and it was hair salons and antique stores. And then uh, this punk rock coffee shop came along, and Stardust Alley, and the record shop, and the arcade, and... Yeah. The whole thing's changing. It's a super cool vibe. Yeah, it's a cool yeah. place to hang out. Uh, you could spend the whole the whole afternoon there, like have lunch yeah. and hit all the shops. Yeah, yeah. For but sure. you're once you turn on that the road you're on, you can't miss it. And you just put up. Uh, I saw on Instagram Key Man and Skeletor graphics yeah. in the window. The window has a yeah. giant out of time light up license plate, and then a giant He Man and Skeletor. So you can't miss the shop. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. We'll obviously be back. I'll probably be there this weekend. Come check out <laughs> yeah. what you have. But uh, look forward to getting to know you more. And well, thanks, so, man. Yeah, we'll thanks see for you coming soon. out. Thanks, guys. This was super fun. Yeah, thank you. Here. <laughs>